1: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinal Podcast, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. I'm Johnny Venerable Sands, Cherson Sousel, who is still on a much-deserved holiday. I am joined by my PHNX Bets Daily co-host, Mr. Shane Diefenbach, Shano, thanks for joining me on a Monday.
0: Yeah, nice nice little overcast Monday, feeling, feeling cute in this nice uh, holiday weather.
1: Yeah, a couple cuties here to talk about something <laughs> that hasn't happened since 2015, and that, of course, is an Arizona Cardinal playoff berth. Now, full transparency, Shane, I wanted to have this conversation Saturday night, after an Arizona Cardinal victory uh, on primetime against the Colts, that didn't happen. As we know, you were at the phenomenal tailgate with our friends at bird Gang travel at the Lola, which was still a good time. Uh-huh. I was at the stadium and I got to look Cliff Kingsbury in the eye and ask him what's going on with this team. But thankfully for the Cardinals and their early season, win total of seven, zero, it has propelled them to backing him. What, what fans are called backing into the playoffs yeah. here in 2021. So, as you saw the final score of the vikings rams game what what was kind of going through your mind on one end the rams win and and basically you know control their own destiny to win the nfc west but as a result of the vikings losing the cardinals are officially playoff bound
0: yeah well isn't it just so poetic that the rams were the ones punching the cardinals playoff ticket i mean it's yes. just it, it, this season couldn't have gone any other way it it's just it, it as i said it's poetic because this is what the cardinals have been doing for forever i mean and cliff kingsbury especially um people always bring up his record in the second half of the season not just in college but or not just in the nfl but also in college um and that's the main gripe about it they, they can't continue a good season they can't adjust and we're seeing that now so i mean after yeah after that loss it's the cardinals in the playoffs yay yeah, but you can't help but especially Arizona Cardinal and just Arizona sports fandom think about the negatives.
1: Yeah. It was funny if you were on social media yesterday when, when the announcement went down that they were in fact in the playoffs and and keep in mind before this three game losing streak started, if they had won one of these games, they would have been in. And even yeah. before this, you look at their playoff percentage chance. It was like ninety nine point nine 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 nine. So it was preconceived that they were, they were going to get in. Uh, and on social media yesterday, like the team account tweets out like some generic graphic, but to their credit, they know the temperature of the room right now isn't great. And even us here at PHNX Cardinals podcast, we put out a fancy graphic yeah, and, and that was semi well received. But I, I threw out on the PHNX Cardinals podcast Twitter that gif of Lieutenant Dan not celebrating New Year's Eve with Forrest Gump with just <laughs> the confetti falling all over him. And I just... I had that queued up. I didn't want to use it, but I had that queued up as early as last Friday. And unfortunately, people really seemed receptive to it because that's how we all feel. The, the team backed into the playoffs. They do yep. not control their own destiny in the NFC West. They're they're likely gonna go play a proven head coach that, that has been to the Super Bowl. Think about this. If they don't play the Dallas Cowboys, they're gonna probably play Bruce Arians, who's off a of Super Bowl, they're gonna have to go to Tampa or they're going to have to play the LA Rams who just, you know, stole their stole their hearts once again mm-hmm. for this team not to win the division and to back into the playoffs like this. Does it in your opinion, does it tarnish the success of this season?
0: Uh you can't take away the first half of the season regardless. I mean, on paper sure, but what we have all been feeling as Arizona Cardinals fans is it is this the the first half of the season was fantastic and you can't take that, that celebration away of the road warriors. And yeah, there were some bad performances like the Vikings game earlier, but th- from a stats perspective, of course, but I don't think it takes away from... What this team can accomplish, as I always preach on our ASU show, or just in any sport, it doesn't matter what happens in the regular season. As long as you punch your ticket to the playoffs and just be the best team, and this team has the potential to be the best team when they step step on the field at any given Sunday or Saturday or whatever the hell COVID brings us. It's, I, I, I'm not I'm not too worried yet. I'm not hitting the panic button like a lot of Cardinals fans are. I mean, I'd rather be in the situation where they still had a really good shot at getting that number one seed, but I don't think hmm. it tarnishes that much.
1: Boy, we went from number one seed and favorites, Vegas favorites to win the Super Bowl, or at the very least to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, to distinct you know, wild card team. Wh- how far will they fall? I, I think back to a – there's a famous quote mm-hmm. pertaining to the NFL that you can't win the Super Bowl in September, but you can lose it, meaning you start off on slow footing in the NFL – the season can get away from you quickly, and even if you're playing good football at the end of the season, a couple losses in September, October, you may not have enough to get in. I think that we can put that theory to bed because the Cardinals did, in fact, win enough games to bank themselves into the playoffs. I've ne- I've never seen anything like this. I was trying to think back today. You know, the 2014 team won nine games. And then everything fell apart because they lost Drew Stanton and Carson Palmer. I think they finished with like 11 wins, Mm -hmm. but people still had immense respect for that team. Number one, because their coaching staff was elite with Todd Bowles and Bruce Arians. And I mean, they were starting Ryan Lindley in the playoffs. So nobody gave the Cardinals grief for falling apart at the end of the year with this team. Again, they were winning games so impressively early on, like the Cleveland game, even like the games that Josh or Josh McCown Colt McCoy was starting for them in Seattle and San Francisco, they've been missing players all year. And then now people want to use that as an excuse. I don't think you can. I think it is 100%. This team does not know how to finish. They don't have players on their roster that can elevate them to overcoming this late season adversity. Adversity not the point of, again, everybody's missing players. Goodness, look at the Colts on Saturday night. It's more so there is a mental block with this team. That for whatever reason, when the calendar hits December, late November, early December, this team shrinks and that is a byproduct of your head coach. So as much as me, somebody who's obviously a huge fan of this team as a beat reporter, I want them to do well. You have to be objective and say, like, this playoff berth does not feel anywhere near as good as it should feel, at least in my opinion right now, because of how, how poorly they're playing.
0: Well, just let me ask you, you this. Can't. Let me ask you this. First of all, w- would it feel better if they had this four-game losing streak earlier in the season and surged back right now?
1: It re- absolutely. I was thinking yeah. about that this morning. It's a great point. Had they been like a 500 team all year and then now are like getting hot, kind of like the Colts. The Colts started yep. like two and five. Everybody, the Colts are the the co darlings of the AFC with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think absolutely. If this because this is. You know, I was thinking about it earlier. Had it been poised to to us before the season, the Cardinals are going to win 10 games, they're going to make the playoffs, everybody would have signed up for that. Hell yes, extend everyone, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, Vance Joseph, Steve Keim. Now it's like if they win 10 games, could everybody get fired? And that's the question I want to pose to you here in our next segment. But before I do that, I want to mention our phenomenal sponsor, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You know it. I know it well. You know it well. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once again if your team scores a single point. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with the same game parlay, something that my man Chano knows very well. You can combine multiple bets from... The same game for a bigger payout. Call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet $1 again on either team to score. You're going to win big. An official sports betting partner in the NFL, plus 21 and over. Arizona-only gambling problem. Call one 800 next steps. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for more details. Quickly, before we pivot, Shane, do you know the line for the Dallas game this weekend? Five and a half.
0: It is five and a half, dude. The, first of all, good. Cardinals should be underdogs. Good. Not only because they play better, but also because they deserve it. Um, I, <laughs> I will. I'm I, not eat crow, but I will out myself really fast here. Um, last night during my chase on the DraftKings sportsbook, I went up big early in the day, and then the afternoon slate of games killed me. The Seahawks. Teased them all the way down to just the money line. They couldn't do it. Um, that really hurt. And so I went to go chase on, the, on, a, on a Sunday night game as one does. And my dumbass not only bet the under in that game, mm. which the the Cowboys hit themselves, um, and they also hit it at halftime. Uh, I also, when when they went down, when the Washington football team went down 21 to nothing, I bet them plus 21 and a half because I was like, there's no way they lose by three scores. Then Kyle no Allen gets in there. And, oh, oh, God, it was a nightmare. I had to turn it off. Um. So, yeah, this Dallas team is playing really good. I mean, they're super healthy now with Brandy Gregory back. They do this crazy thing that WFT couldn't figure out last night, and I really hope the Cardinals in their offensive line can, and hopefully they're at full strength, is they put Micah Parsons in whatever gap. It doesn't matter what it is, but usually it was the A a lot last night. And yeah. they have – They'll have Randy Gregory on the outside or any any address, but it mostly it was Randy Gregory last night. They'll put him on the outside, and they they scheme different stunts, which I don't see the Cardinals do that much, and that's a big gripe no. with this defensive line. They scheme the stunt where Micah Parsons has been killing them all the first quarter, and so they have to double, and the left tackle takes uh, Parsons, so that leaves Gregory just wide off the edge, completely open. So hopefully they can get Chase Edmonds to... Uh, have a nice block, uh, or or something, or they or they double with a guard in the center, but that's going to be a scary thing. And I th- and and another thing is I hope I hope Kyler can escape that with his feet. But that's a, that's something to look out for. And I know we're getting ahead of ourselves talking about this game already, but it was scary to watch last night. Micah Parsons is a bona fide stud, and when you when you have a guy like Randy Gregory to compliment him or vice versa. Um, and you don't have a protection scheme to do that against, you're in trouble.
1: Can I tell you what I appreciate most about Dallas this year is their new defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. Yes, uh, played his rookie linebacker, um, Micah Parsons. I know he's a better <laughs> prospect than Xavier Collins, but it, Vance Joseph, if you're li- listening. Joe Walker you can make an argument cost the team the game on Saturday night that yep. missed tackle on the backup backup tight end Jack Doyle got knocked out Joe Walker who Vance Joseph for whatever reason is logging more significant snaps than both Isaiah Simmons and Xavier Collins journeyman Joe Walker again this is not I'm not here to knock on a player yeah the coordinator sets the tone Dan Quinn's unit young stars Trayvon Diggs Vance Joseph would probably be sitting Trayvon Diggs at this point. Zayvon Collins, zero snaps defensively. Col- Unacceptable.
0: There has to be something personal at this point. <laughs>
1: like Personal or like, listen, I was I was doing some research. My dad and I were texting back and forth, and he's furious about this. Uh, yeah. Every accolade you can win at the college level, and I know they don't mean everything, Zayvon Collins won as a linebacker. Yeah. D, you know, Linebacker of the year. And then people are like, well, maybe he's not picking up the system that fast. He was an academic all-American. He is not stupid. I went to the Ren and Wright scrimmage this year, the practice. He was starting. He looked good. He was making plays behind the line of scrimmage. And now he can't, can't get on the field. Even with Simmons last year, he was playing snaps in November and December. He was yeah. like a probably a, a part-time starter, but they were slowly integrating him. Zavian is a ghost. And I just, to me, it's like. That perfectly segue into our next segment. If this team loses out, let's say, and because people are flown that idea around that they could lose at Dallas, yeah. come home, they're terrible at home, lose to Seattle with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, which we've and Russell seen Wilson's before. last game, and Russell Wilson's could be his last game in Seattle, could be poetic for that franchise. And then they get you know blown out, embarrassed in the wild card round. If that happens, Shano, and they finish ten and eight after starting the season. They were seven and zero. I think they were one point ten and two, maybe. Yep. If that if that happens, do do heads roll? What and your What's your prediction? You put your your Michael Bidwell pre- team president owner hat on. What what are you doing at at that point?
0: Uh, well, I know for a fact Cliff will be being called to be fired. That's one hundred percent, like by the fans. But I don't think That's they pull the already, trigger. By the way, it's it's <laughs> it, it's that it's that thing where. In, like in a, I always go back to this. For some reason, football and relationships go hand in hand for me. When you are dating somebody and you have this honeymoon phase and then it's not going well a couple of weeks down the road, you want to capture that, and that's what you hold on to, and that's why, that's why it's hard for you to end it. And that's kind of what this might be. Uh, they want to recapture that honeymoon phase that they always have in the first seven games of the season under Cliff Kingsbury. They want to recapture this, and that that might be the reason why he doesn't get fired. Look, for me, I don't think – I think it would be hard for me to do so just because of how special this team can be and how good – when it's working, how good it's working with Cliff. And hopefully you can go into next season thinking maybe this is a, a teaching point, even though it should have been last year, that he has to be able to adapt and adjust and to win at this level but I just don't know if that's possible. And I w I wouldn't be su- surprised if he gets fired, but I don't think he does. If, if that happens,
1: I think, I think what, what would happen in that scenario? It, it just depends on how the, each unit looks. Cause I really treat this team as Vance Joseph is, he's not the co-head coach, but he owns the defensive side of the ball. He yeah. owns that unit clearly because they don't play any of the players. They draft Vance decides <laughs> who plays and who does it. I think if, they have not played well defensively for three weeks in a row. Now I know the offense has been hot garbage, a mess. Um, but Cl- Cliff was off a couple impressive performances with yeah. with Colt McCoy again. I know Vance earlier in the year interim coach went two and zero. That's see, there's so many layers to this because it's mm-hmm. like a tale of two seats, like that that period where Vance was like wheeling and dealing. The Cardinals had a top scoring defense, and Cliff was unbel- that feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. If if they finish the season and the defense looks garbage like it has been. And I think there's a b- big possibility because they play two really good quarterbacks to end the year. Dallas, I mean, wouldn't shock anybody if Dallas put up 30 points on him this weekend, especially Marco Wilson's banged up with a shoulder. If the defense is trending the wrong way to send a message and you gotta, you gotta fire somebody, right? If you're Michael Bibble, you have to, if you have to fire somebody, I think it would be Vance Joseph. I think you would say Cliff maybe gets a mulligan. They don't mm. extend him, but he's a lame dunk coach. Which is crazy to think about, trying to get yeah. leverage with the Oklahoma job, and suddenly he's a lame duck coach. Vance Joseph probably gets the axe. Now well, that that's not going to look good publicly, because mm-hmm. a lot of people think Vance is deserving an overhead job. But I, I was there Saturday, obviously, and I saw the defense, and I, as disappointed as I was in the offense, the defense not being able to take advantage of an offensive line for Indianapolis that didn't have four of their five starters and Carson Wentz, who's a broken player. That touchdown at the end of the game—that's sickening. The, to only rush three in that scenario, yeah. I think Vance has had an abysmal last quarter of the season. I, I mean, like really, the people forget Chicago game—they were they were putting up yardage. The DBs just made plays. The Dalton put them in a hole with four interceptions. Yep. I think there's no way Cliff's fired. I think what will happen is, assuming the defense doesn't play lights out. I think Vance is the sacrificial lamb in a scenario in which they lose out.
0: Yeah. Well, what what's your so you 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 said last game in the last quarter of the season, the defense has been the most disappointing part. Do you think that the defense has been the most disappointing part throughout not only the slump but the the season? Or do you think it's more of the offense when it sputters and stuff?
1: I I just feel like they can make a lot of ex- they won they won games with, with Colt McCoy offensively. Two of their two of their 10 wins are with Colt McCoy. And that's, an, that's Cliff Kingsbury, right? I just think that you invested, right now defensively, who are they missing? J.J. Watt. And yep. they're missing a couple corners, maybe. But you've invested so many premium assets on the defensive side. Zavin Collins and Isaiah Simmons are back-to-back first-rounders. Simmons is a top-ten pick. You're trusting his development with Joseph, right? You've got Chandler Jones, Marcus Golden. Um, Zach Allen was first pick of the third round. You've invested all these picks, like, Devon Kennard makes a ton of money, right? As much as people don't want to say it. You've got two, in my opinion, Pro Bowl safeties in Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker. Like, you can't play this bad defensively. They had one sack against Carson Wentz, and it was Buda on a blitz. They couldn't manufacture pressure rushing four. And so I think the argument can be made with Cliff. You've had a bunch of turnover in the interior offensive line. You've had Rodney Hudson for about half the season. You're missing Rondell Moore. You're missing DeAndre Hopkins. I, I'm I'm not giving Cliff a pass because the you know he's he's the head coach he you lead by your head coach lead yep. by example and the offense is getting worse but to me I'm just so disappointed like that the Cardinals needed their defense to to win them that game Saturday and they ju- they just couldn't do it they couldn't well, make a play
0: let's 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 go back to the start of the season when we would watch the games here at the office I, I remember specifically like especially after that Titans game and I know that Titans game was. A little blown out of proportion because of the the Chandler Jones game, but yeah, still, I remember saying in the first three weeks, like that first week, the Cardinals looked like the best team in the NFL, and it wasn't close. The second week they still did, and the third week they were up there, and it was because of the defense. The defense, even though like when this team wins, all the credit it's all about you know Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and. How good this offense is and how electric it can be. Wait, before we get to this, actually, can the fucking commentators stop saying this? So you've been at the games, but the last like three times they've lost. I remember they said it during the Lions game when we were watching it. Can they stop with the, oh, this this offense is is so good. Do you never know? They can put up 14 points in two minutes. Not right now.
1: No, they can't. No, No, they can do that in September and October.
0: But but what what I was saying is this this team what made it so special was the defense and yeah. I think the offense really fed off of it and I think that's one of the main reasons why the offense has has is in a lull right now um, and if you can recapture that at the start of the year of what was what was going right and I know a lot of it were was you know different individual performances but you if you just get those sparks from your defense I think the offense kind of falls behind it and. Hopefully that can happen, but with a healthy Dak next week, I mean he looked really good and he's thrown to Amari Cooper again. And it, it it's just not a good not a good time, right? They're not now. gonna
1: they're not gonna be able to stop them yeah. unless you get Dak I mean, Dak had the perfect bounce back game to kind yeah. of snap him out of his funk before this happens. The Cardinals do not have the bodies to cover these receivers, and then on the flip side, I just Right now, wh- whatever this offense is, is not good enough to go on the road and beat Dallas. I There was a, a good statistic brought out that the Cliff Kingsbury, as the game progresses, just completely abandons the run. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a game where it would make the most sense because you're presumably going to get James Conner back this week. Chase Edmonds, I thought, looked really good. Yeah. Like they had the right script son- Saturday night. They started out with the right script. They went out nickel and dime their way all the way down the field against a good defense for Indianapolis banged up, but still good. And then Kyler hits Kirk in the hands for what should have been the ball placed at the two. So they're deflated from that on third down. They missed the 51 yard field goal. And then they really got away from that kind of quick attack strike offense that right now this team has to play in order to be successful because with no Rondell Moore and the way he's been used, it doesn't matter. They're not using him downfield. No Hopkins. You don't really have the big play. And, and I've said this throughout Kingsbury's tenure, and it gets worse every year because he gets more and more addicted to it. He, and then it, I think it goes to Kyler as well, they're addicted to the big play. Yep. And they think the big play will save them. They will desperately want the 40 to 60-yard bomb. With this team right now and the way it's equipped and the limitations you have, especially in the middle of the offensive line, you your offense needs to be a quick passing strike offense, intermediate passing game and running the football and, and they can do it effectively, but they just, they can't help themselves. And they will, it's like that possession on Saturday night chain, you know, the one I'm talking about where the defense got a big stop yep. in the second half, I think like maybe th- mid third quarter. And the offense was on the field for 22 seconds. They threw the ball three times. And it was like, they tried like multiple 20 yard downfield passes. They didn't want run the ball once.
0: Yep. And it goes, it goes hand in hand with the defense. I mean, when you, when you're getting consistent stops, you can take risks. And I think that's why this offense has been really good at times when the defense is playing really well. So yeah, I I, I think this defense needs at least two turnovers to have a chance in Dallas and maybe they get those, Um, you know, the, 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 the Cowboys are playing great, but we've seen weirder things happen, man. I mean, I didn't expect the Cowboys to bounce back as hard as they did. And but at the same time, that came on the heels of a uh, block punt and um, a crazy DeMarcus Lawrence interception and return. <laughs> that was that was awesome. So hopefully something like that can happen for the Cardinals of this uh, this coming weekend. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's, it's the, the only way these big shot plays work and you can get away with them is if your defense is playing well. And if it's not playing well and you're still trying to do that and you're going away from the run after it's working, you're not going to win football
1: games. No, it's... It's disappointing we have to have this conversation. I'll tell you what else is disappointing. You know, we'll we'll continue to preview Dallas throughout the rest of this week. But, you know, I got a I got a DM from a, a fan of the show, fan of the podcast. And, and she had bought tickets to the first playoff game uh, at State Farm Stadium when the Cardinals had advanced ticket purchases. I think it was oh. like the Monday after the Chicago game. They put tickets on sale and she bought her and her boyfriend tickets, I think, as, as a Christmas gift surprise for her boyfriend. And then after Saturday night, I get a DM from her and she was very sweet. And she's like, Do you know if these will work on the road? Like, can I just sh- exchange them for road? Like, if they, she was going to go to Tampa, she- they're going to go. And I did some d- digging and I got to confirm, I'm like, no, the team's just going to refund you your money. Like, that is so depressing for fans of this organization and the city of Arizona. Like, I think that's like the perfect way to kind of encapsulate how we all feel about this playoff spot right now, because again, they, they could still somehow get in, but they, they would have to beat Dallas on the road, beat Seattle. And then the Rams would have to slip up in one of their next two games. And by the looks of it, now the the Rams are going to get a banged up um, Baltimore team without Lamar Jackson. And now in week um, 18 channel, it was just announced Jimmy Garoppolo is potentially out for the year with a bad yep. thumb. So they're going to get Trey Lance. So the Cardinals had their chance to wait. It was a thumb. Say, yeah, they're saying his thumb's messed up. John That's Lynch weird. probably broke it because he sent he liked to tweet uh, and he probably broke his thumb as a result. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, disappointed for Cardinal fans. We're not we're getting playoff football. It's just not going to be where we want it to be. Um, Channel, thanks for hopping on today, my man. Yeah, pleasure as always. Two Johnny shows in one day, really fun. Did I do enough Draft King Kings reads? I'm always paranoid. You take yes. care of it on bets, and Cheerson takes care of it when so when the yeah, grown ups uh, are here. I I don't have to do that.
0: Just remember to head over to gophnext.com, my people. It's good yeah. good stuff over there. Johnny's got some um, more sad articles than they've they they are kind of more.
1: sad right now, aren't aren't they? But you know yeah. what? Like I
0: they're still good though.
1: They are. I'm. I mean, my piece right now is about like how are Cardinal fans supposed to feel like it's a kind of a coping article that's going to come out tomorrow at gophnx.com, but also like, and subscribe our YouTube page, phnx sports like, and comment uh, and subscribe on the phnx Cardinal podcast. If you're listening, we thank you so much. Leave a five star review about Johnny's hair. Yeah. My hair is getting long. Should I let it grow out a little bit? Yes. It looks good right now. I used to have a man bun. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. anymore, but now I'm thinking. Those are the Josh Rosen days. They were, yeah. And so I think the longer my hair gets, the worse this team is. So we just going <laughs> to have to play it by ear. Uh, I'm not shaving my head, though. But for Mr. Diefenbach and myself, thank you for checking out this most recent edition of the PHNX Cardinal podcast. We'll be back tomorrow in studio with myself, uh, the great Frank Sanders, the talented Cherson Soussel. We'll be back, flights permitting. Uh, and we will get ready, buckle up for the stretch run. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Later.